Welcome back to the Finding Fulfillment Together podcast. Today, I'm introducing you to a good friend of mine named Daisy Ray. She is an absolute inspiration in every sense of the word. She has gone through the most amazing healing journey, and I can't wait for you guys to hear her story and connect with her. Before jumping in, I do want to remind you of two things. One is the Facebook group. I would love for each and every one of you to join the Facebook group and be part of our daily motivation and inspiration, supporting each other to live fulfilling lives. Um, all of us are going through difficult times or you know, wanting to inspire each other and support each other, and that's what this group is for. So please jump in and be a part of our community. I'll link that in the description. The second thing is if you are looking for help, if you were looking for someone to talk to, if you are at a point in your life where you want to make change, but you just don't know where to start, or if you're experiencing a spiritual awakening and feeling confused and don't know who you can talk to about what's going on, you can call me um, for free. I definitely want to help you. So please go on to findingfulfillmenttogether.com, click on free consultation, and you can book time with me. And you can see that link in the description as well. Without further ado, let's jump into the interview with Daisy. Welcome to the Finding Fulfillment Together podcast. Do you want to stop feeling stuck and start truly living? Do you have big, ambitious dreams, but feel too scared to even start? I'm Rebecca. I too was in a life that I felt stuck in. I was living my life according to everyone else's expectations, which led me to feeling unfulfilled until I took a step back and realized that I can create whatever life I choose for myself. I made big changes in my life, including getting divorced, leaving my career, and moving into my RV to become a full-time traveler. In the midst of all of these changes, I also found my faith. In this podcast, you will follow my healing journey and find inspiration to finally heal yourself from people-pleasing and start living a truly fulfilling life. Let's do this together. Hi, Daisy. Thank you so much for joining me. I appreciate you, you know, taking the time out of your day and uh, being here with us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I met Daisy at Soul Quest. Um, we were drinking ayahuasca. It was, I believe, both of our first times, right? It was your first time as well. Um, and we pretty much immediately clicked. We were both going through similar times in our life, getting out of relationships and going through spiritual awakenings. So yeah, just crazy things. But um, we were right next to each other, Matt's next to each other. Um, and, um, you know, we got to know each other. And from there, we've kept in touch. So wanted to invite you on to kind of share your story because I've been watching you grow, girl. Oh, it's been amazing to watch your transformation. I just got chills as I was saying it. Um, so yeah, welcome. I'll give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and say whatever is on your mind. <laughs> Um, thank you so much. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember when we were. It was after the first ceremony of ayahuasca. We were just kind of sitting there, and I remember you had to do your recount first, and I was like the very last one to go. And I remember hearing you uh, tell your why. <laughs> why were you there? Why were you at ayahuasca? And I remember just looking at you with like the most bewildered look. Like, who is this chick? <laughs> twin flames had to have been fate right total destiny and yeah I would say um ayahuasca was my spiritual awakening um 
I never had spirituality when I was growing up. I wasn't raised in a religious household. My mom didn't force us into the church. And so we just didn't go. We were given the option. So we chose not to. And so I never really was given that good foundation of spirituality or any base of knowledge of it. And um, ayahuasca just kept coming to me. You know, um, I believe it was 2022 was the first time we went. So 2021 is when it first started coming to me. And I, you just get all those signs. Like you first hear about it and then you see a documentary on it and then someone else is mentioning it. And I just remember like feeling so compelled, just feeling so like that was what I needed. And um, man, who knew that <laughs> just like a couple of years later, be living like a complete 180 in life, you know, learn to love yourself truly and what that means. Um, get rid of all of those habits that no longer serve you, get rid of all those people that no longer serve you, get rid of just everything that no longer serves you. And it's amazing what you can step into, right? Yes. Oh, you know, I get that completely. Yeah, I was just, it's so funny you mentioned, I was just thinking about that the other day of like all of the things that I just had to let go of to find my true self, you know, like to really love myself. And it it was a process, you know, and a hard one. And I know, you know, that firsthand. Um, but yeah, your story has always inspired me because there's just so many levels to it, you know, like not you just it's relationship. Sure. But then like everything you went through in your childhood and then you moved literally across the country, pretty much as far as you could possibly move from Alaska to Florida, you know, with your kids and everything. So like, yeah, talk a little bit about that, like the changes that you've made in your life to get to where you are now. It's so wild too, you know, because I know everyone, you know, looks back at their childhood and, and maybe they think, oh yeah, it was normal, right? Because you don't know any different. And it's not until you start telling your stories and people are kind of looking at you like, um, what did you just say happened to you? And then you start to realize, oh, maybe that's a little fucked up that that happened. <laughs> oh, okay. And then it like makes you dive into it. And so, yeah, I guess my childhood was kind of rough. <laughs> after hearing people's reactions to my stories, but I was just raised out in the sticks in Alaska. You know, it, it was um, wild country. We were feral. We were feral children. We just, um, we were basically told to go outside, right? Don't come home until the lights or the stars come out. Well, in the summer in Alaska, the stars never come out. So. <laughs> um, we, we just, we were wild. We were able to do whatever we wanted. And um, yeah, I guess I never really realized growing up, like, my dad was kind of an abusive alcoholic. And for us, it was just, oh, dad's drinking, stay away from him, he's mad, right? Because you don't wanna get caught in the crosshairs, um, you know, but obviously it kind of like spiraled out of control. And so like in my teens, um, given that feral nature and that wild adventurous spirit that I had, I ended up leaving home at 17 and uh, dropped out three days into my senior year, uh, met my boyfriend and, uh, well, husband, um we ended up having a couple kids like um and just struggle like you can imagine struggle a young young teen mom getting married at a super young age defying her parents trying to find her own way you can just imagine the a massive amount of struggle that I went through but I'm so grateful for it all 
I'm so grateful for those times. I wasn't sure I could feed myself, but I was going to make sure I fed my kids. Right. I mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for the times that I wasn't sure my husband was going to be working. So I was going to work three jobs to make sure we had food on the table. Like I just, I gained such a sense of independence that it almost became like toxic for me. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, we've moved back and forth uh, during that marriage. I moved to Colorado, back to Alaska, Colorado, um, just trying to figure it out, just trying to figure life out. And the second time we moved to Colorado, my husband, unfortunately, ended up committing suicide. And uh, that particular incident just completely wrecked my whole world. It wasn't just the suicide itself. It was the fact that you know, four years earlier, I had just lost my dad. Um, five years earlier, I had lost my hero, who was my grandpa. Six months earlier, I had lost my grandma. And so within the span mm. of five years, I lost four of the most important people in my life. Mm. And I had never dealt with death before. So I had no idea how to cope. I had no idea how to process emotions. I had I had nothing. I had no tools um, because I was raised as a feral child in the woods. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, my resort was obviously substance abuse. Um, so I went into severe alcoholism for about, I would say, a good better part of eight years after that, um, just really trying to numb my emotions. Um, right after the suicide, I was um, prescribed Xanax. And I remember, I don't remember anything from about six months after the suicide, but what I do remember is that I did overdose on Xanax. Um, I did attempt to take my own life. And so um, it's just like a spiral of emotions when you don't know what to do with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like one of those, I just remember sitting in my garage and there was just like this spot in my heart that I just couldn't heal. And the only thing that took it away was the Xanax and the alcohol and the, those two combined is just a toxic toxic relationship between substances because you know the xanax it makes you not feel and the alcohol is a depressant and so on top of not feeling you're just going further and further into your hole so ultimately that led me to a suicide attempt mm -hmm. but i think my first actual experience with universe or god or whatever you want to call it was right after that um, I remember I had made it to my mother-in-law's house. I told her what I had done and she had made me an acupuncture, um, appointment. Okay. For whatever reason. I've never tried acupuncture before. I had uh, anything, nothing, but I knew I needed to do something. And so I went to this acupuncture appointment and he's putting all these needles all over me. Right. And I remember he put a needle right here in my hand, right between my thumb and my index finger. And that one hurt so bad. I like screamed out and he's like, there it is. And I was like, well, great. <laughs> and uh, he was like, just sit for 15 minutes and I'll be back. And within about 10 minutes, I just felt like that Xanax fog, just kind of like literally lifting out of my body. And um, when he came back in 15 minutes, I was sitting up on the table. I was completely sober. Um, and I never, never touched Xanax again. Wow. Like that was universe intervention for me. Mm -hmm. uh, just saying this isn't something that serves you, right? Um, 
I didn't let go of the alcohol. <laughs> I ended up getting into a rather toxic relationship that lasted probably way too long. Um, but ayahuasca really helped me see that. I think that was the biggest takeaway from that first ceremony with you. Yeah, was. I remember you were kind of in that when we when we met. You were like, you know, I think you said you had recently gotten out of the relationship, but then I know you ended up getting back into it after that ceremony, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like very, it was very up and down, up and down. He had already moved out um, and was living in a rental. And um, when I decided to go into ayahuasca in February, he had actually just gotten evicted from that rental. And so he had just moved back into the house. And so that was my whole reason for going to ayahuasca in the first place was just like clarity. Mm -hmm. I wanted clarity on this relationship. That's what I wanted. I wanted, whether it was supposed to be like a ride or die, or if I just needed to run, like, tell me, give me clarity. And um, I remember the message on the last night was like, cold. You're so cold, Daisy. She just froze me. And I never really understood what that meant until I started to let go. I spent that whole next year just letting go. I let go of that relationship. I let go of a toxic work environment. I let go of the belief and the hope that anything could ever get better because obviously the patterns were there. Um, and I started to open my heart <laughs> to different possibilities. And I started to look at myself and I started to love myself a little bit more and decide what my self-worth was. And instead of telling myself that I deserved this relationship that was just struggle, that didn't lead me to where I wanted to be, that didn't bring me the happiness and the joy that a relationship should, you know, because a relationship should add to, not take away from. Yeah. I just felt like I was just being taken from and taken from and taken from. And when I finally let that relationship go, um, I went back to ayahuasca in March of last year. And that was my clarification. Uh, oh, I'm getting emotional. Because mm -hmm. um, I remember during the second ceremony, I was laying outside and I had drank the medicine and I was just sitting there and I just remember waiting. There's like that waiting period after you drink and you know, you kind of feel nauseous and like, you're just like, okay, waiting, 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 waiting. And I remember like, Nothing ever happened, but I was fine with it. I didn't get anxious about not journeying. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was a failure because I wasn't having visuals. I remember just feeling so at peace. Mm. Emotional. Yeah. And it was the first time that I had felt peace mm. in over 15 years. And so to me, that was the beauty in letting go yeah was that's where the peace lies and so <laughs> from that moment on I was like I believe I know there's something else out there you know because yeah. growing up in my 20s I was very um not really anti-christ but just anti-religion I was just like there's no such thing we just die we just whatever this is all crazy woo-woo stuff right and now it's like the connection is there. Like, you know, yeah. without knowing, you know. And so that's, I feel like that's why I get so emotional. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's real. It's pulling out that real part in you that, you know, it's so true. And when you're introduced to it in such a real way, oh my gosh, it just, 
it's it's like it does fill that hole like earlier you were talking about this hole in your heart that you're trying to fill with xanax and alcohol it you can't you know and when you let everything go you realize it's it was all right there all along everything you needed is inside of you you know and i love that's so beautiful that like you weren't upset that you didn't journey because it reminds me so much of what I just experienced during the 10 day meditation that I did, because the only time I got to a moment of true peace and true, that feeling of pure love was when I let go of wanting something to happen. Cause I was sitting there wanting to like have, um, a past life experience, all these things that other people have talked about that they had during this meditation, I was waiting for something miraculous to happen. And when I let go of that desire and was just like, I'm just here and I'm happy and I'm peaceful in this moment. And then all of a sudden this rush of just pure love came across my whole body and I felt everything vibrating because that moment of just pure acceptance, you know? So yeah, very similar. And that's so, oh, so beautiful. I love that. That's how it was shown to you. That's, that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. it's amazing because you don't realize the lessons that come from that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's the, that's the feeling people are, are chasing, right. That's yeah. the feeling chasing with Xanax. That's the feeling that you're chasing with alcohol. And the crazy thing is, is those substances take you so much farther away from that feeling. Yes. I know. Yeah. It's so, when you know that it's like so frustrating that you spent so many years, you know, like reaching for the bottle or reaching for the pill or whatever it is to try to find that peace, try to find that joy, try to let go of your anxiety and let go of your stress or whatever the negative emotions are. And all you have to do is just be with yourself and accept the peace within and it's it's so simple but the most difficult thing to understand you know until you do it until you actually experience it um yeah oh crazy that's so cool <laughs> um so I know what's amazing about your journey I mean all the things are so amazing about your journey but one of the most beautiful things that I love watching is how now you're sharing this knowledge with other women and helping other women to find their power and to like find their beauty within and to love themselves and oh my gosh I just love watching that so and I know it kind of all started with when you became um, when you joined booty bands right um but yeah please kind of explain that and how you are sharing this with other women and how women can work with you yeah so I uh, I struggled with my weight my whole life um combination of you know um, emotions manifesting in the body uh, just not treating myself right just not having any type of self-worth so I wasn't taking care of myself and so um I was actually in uh, my early 20s. It was right after my daughter was born that I really decided to take control of my life. So about 13 years ago, um, I had lost over 100 pounds. And the first time I did it, <laughs> notice I said the first time. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I lost weight, it was an extremist, just a very extremist mentality, right? Like all in, all out. And so I remember I like switched over to the raw diet, which I, I am a hundred percent a fan of eating more raw veggies and adding more fruits and nuts and stuff and natural into your diet, um, and focusing on raw foods. But I feel like going from 90 to zero was like, woo. <laughs> and so my body reacted the same way, but now as I've moved into becoming a personal trainer and, um, 
becoming an accountability coach with booty bands and working with Danita and the team for over the last six years, I've just learned so much more about health and nutrition. And I've just realized like, there's such a much easier way, you know, and after realizing how easy it really is to not just lose the weight or whatever, like we focus on feeling better, being happier and being healthier, right? That's the biggest thing. Like the aesthetic comes naturally. You're naturally just going to slim down. Um, but I think approaching it the way we do has just been the game changer for me and just allows me to stay in maintenance now. Now I don't have to worry about the yo-yo. I don't even like vary 20 to 30 pounds anymore because it's just like, it's so easy to maintain. And so once I realized how easy it was, I just wanted to tell everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we just tell everyone. And um, I think what our biggest success is in the booty bands accountability program is not just that we do workouts and nutrition like that's easy you can google that stuff right our biggest thing is the mindset it's the mindset switch it's learning how to love yourself through this process how to disrupt morphia that naturally change or anything like that and just really how to start to embrace all of those little pieces of yourself that you don't love anymore that you don't love and teach you how to Right. And so that's always been my busy, biggest success um, and always my biggest fulfillment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful, like the way that you share it with with other women and that it's about the mindset. You know, like you said, kind of the weight loss happens naturally when you, you know, of course you're doing, well, I mean, you're doing serious workouts. Like I love watching because, you know, I did bodybuilding and I did um, powerlifting. So I love watching, you know, when you're putting more weight on that bar and that you hip thrusted 500, what? Like that's 400, oh, I hit 400, <laughs> huge. 500 the goal now. <laughs> awesome. But 400, like that's holy crap, girl. Like that's insane. It's <laughs> insane. And like watching the change. Cause that's, that's what's so cool about lifting is like, especially when you're videoing it, right? Like you can look back and see the tremendous progress that you've made. And like, no matter what goal you're hitting, there's always another one to reach, you know? So it's just the constant challenge. But anyway, beyond that, beyond the weightlifting and like, you know, the body changing, it starts with mindset and it's like getting someone to a place where they truly love themselves. It's, oh, it means it's everything, you know, it's everything. Like, and I just think that women, especially like we struggle so much with that because especially in our society, we're just, uh, we're just shown that we need to change. We need to be different. We need to be better. We need to wear fake eyelashes and we need to color our hair and do our nails and lose weight and get breast implants. And, the, you know, everyone feels like they have to be fake to be pretty. And it's just like, or to be valued or to be loved. And it's so frustrating because if we just realize that none of that matters, what other people think about you doesn't matter when you love yourself, all of that goes away. Um, but some people never get there. Uh, so I'm just so I'm glad to have someone like you as my friend that is helping women remember how to love themselves and how valuable we are just as being alive, just exactly as we are. We are valuable. We are worthy of love. So yeah, it's everything. 
Well, that's the narrative we try to change. You know, it's not just about, um, it's not just the mindset surrounding nutrition or workouts, right? It's about surrounding, surrounding that mindset about life, that negative self-talk that we, we do internally Mm -hmm. every single day. I know you've done it. I've done it. I mean, I spent most of my life doing it, telling myself I'm not good enough for that promotion or telling myself that I don't deserve to apply for that job because I don't have the experience or whatever. And the craziest thing, and I talk about this with my clients all the time. They ask me, how did you become so confident? (laughs) Well, let me tell you something. Okay. We all have this little ball that we live in. And I like to call this ball our comfort zone. Okay. And if we live in this little comfort zone, we're safe, right? Well, we don't grow here. Mm -hmm. We're safe, but this is also where we're sad, right? And so our bodies and our spirits are naturally drawn to adventure, right? They're drawn to facing your fears. So that's what you have to do. You have to face your fear of something, whether it's public speaking, whether it's ziplining upside down in Costa Rica, jungle, whatever you want to do. Boom. Here you go. Here's your first little thing. So once you have that first little thing where you're popping out of your comfort zone, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah. Well, let's do something else. Right. Whatever it is. And then it becomes addicting, 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 addicting. And then all of a sudden you're flying. Yes. Oh, I love what you just did. The symbolism with the hands. I love that so much. Flying out of that comfort zone. And that's where confidence is, right? It's because you don't have the fear anymore. Someone's judging you. I don't care. Someone's going to say something about you. That's cool. Let them say it. That's one of my favorite two words right there. Let them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to tell you my story from Aya because it was just that, man. I, the very first night when you were sitting next to me, I was stuck and feeling like everyone was looking at me. Am I doing it right? Should I be getting up? Some people are walking out to the fire. Should I be doing that? Should I be sitting up? Should I be laying down? You know, I like every, and I felt like everyone was watching me and then they called for the booster. Right. And I get up and I'm like, okay, they said if I could walk and talk to go get a booster. So I was like, I can walk and talk. I'm going to stand up and go get in line for a booster. Soon as I walk outside of that building we were in, I felt everyone staring at me. Like I thought I was the center of everyone's attention and everyone was watching every move I made. And I got in line and then immediately I just kneeled over and purged into the bucket. It came out of nowhere. And what I purged out was that feeling of caring what everyone thought. And I felt it leaving my body and I'm hysterically crying. I'm laying in the dirt and I'm puking into this bucket and I'm feeling all of that weight lifting off my shoulders. And I had this feeling of who cares? Let them watch me. Let them look at me. I'm a bright shining light. And if they wanna see what I'm doing, wonderful because I'm beautiful and there's nothing to be ashamed of like I was just so worried about everyone thinking about like what are they thinking about me and are they judging me and like as long as I'm confident in who I am and I'm doing things that are good for myself and good for other people why do I care if people are watching me you know like let them let them have whatever thoughts they want to have and that was I mean I've taken tremendous steps since then I mean starting this podcast was huge because I was 
it took me months, probably close to a year to record my first episode because of that fear of judgment. So I didn't go away in that one purge. I wish it had, you know, but I had that like feeling of letting it go. And then I, you know, for, for the past two years now, since that experience, it's been more and more and more of letting that fear of judgment go. Cause like you said, let them, it, how does that affect me? I'm going to keep doing what I know my heart and soul wants to do. And it has already inspired and helped so many others, you know? And then I get to have friends like you that I watched do the same thing. And like, just watching us blossom, it's like the most amazing thing when a woman steps into her power, you know? Oh, oh I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. And that's, let them. Let them. Somewhere, let them. Yes, you should. Like, when did someone else's opinion pay your bills? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it holds you back when you think and care about other people's opinions. It holds you back every time. And like, of course, you know, you're not going to want to hurt people. You're going to think about, okay, who am I impacting potentially in like a way, you know, as long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting anyone else, you know, just follow your heart. That's like been my mantra, you know, like listen to my intuition and listen to my heart. And that's something that I had no trust in before. I didn't trust myself. I didn't trust my intuition. You know, I, I just, man, it's all inside of us. It really is. And the answers really are there when we learn how to trust ourselves and listen to ourselves and it's work every day to stay in that mindset. You know, ayahuasca doesn't cure anything. It shows you what you need to work on. And then you got to do the work every day, like facing those fears again and again and again over and over every day I mean I still do stuff I'm scared of daily because I am so scared of getting caught in that comfort zone again Mm -hmm. I don't want to be comfortable I don't I know I feel you it's kind of like part of why I continue to travel like every time I get behind the wheel of this RV and not know you know I I'm on someone's property right now it's a friend we just talked about it and Angela's brother Matt Ford hi guys thank you for letting me park on your property um I didn't know them I met Matt before but I didn't know his wife I've never been to their property before and I'm driving up not knowing what I'm you know driving into and but I that fear is exciting and I'm not like I don't let it hold me back anymore and I mean now I have friendship with them like new people that I form this relationship with and it's just I've learned that when you get past that fear, it's almost always glorious on the other side. Almost, like, I mean, always. I can't remember a time where I it wasn't, you know? Yeah, because even if you don't get to your de- res- desired result, right? Even if what you thought was going to happen does not happen, you learn something. Yes. You learn something about yourself. You learn something about someone else. There was a lesson put in that you just needed to navigate. And that's how I look at everything now. I look at everything as an opportunity instead of an obstacle. Absolutely. There's a lesson in everything. And we're put exactly where we're meant to be to get those lessons. If we just allow ourselves to be led and stop resisting it, that's full surrender to the higher power, to the universe, to God, however you want to look at it, fully surrendering and just letting yourself be guided. And that's, that's kind of what I'm in now, that part of my life where I'm fully allowing that. And it's scary, but it's exhilarating. You know, your adventure is super awesome to watch too. You know, <laughs> you go around to all of these different ranches and farms. I'm just like, yeah. let's go. 
a dream. (laughs) It's been amazing. And I got to come visit you. And I'm definitely going to have to put those pictures up for anyone watching this on YouTube of our little beach walk that we did in Navarre. It's so beautiful there. I don't want to like put it on blast too much, but those beaches, oh my gosh, amazing. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. They were a hidden secret, but they've made it all of those top beaches lists now. Oh, boy. Okay. So I'm already, it's, I'm not the one blowing it up. (laughs) Secret out. (laughs) All right. Well, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, I, oh, and by the way, she's writing a book, everybody. So you'll be (laughs) able to read her entire story. And I know I cannot wait to read your whole book because I mean, man, the life you have had and the changes you have made and the growth that you have been through. So inspiring. So inspiring. So can't wait to read your book, but please let everyone know how they can find you. And if they want to, you know, use your services and become one of your clients, like let us know, how do we find you? Uh, I am on Instagram, uh, Rossum underscore Daisy. Um, yeah, it's probably the best place to find me. Um, the book, hoping that the book will be released this summer. Um, super excited about it, but that's been a journey to write it too. So (laughs) we're still through the editing, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a definitely more detailed look into my life. You will definitely see why some of those stories were um, shocking to people as I was telling them. And uh, I guess as I'm writing them now too, I'm like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, that's gotta be hard to relive it as you're writing it. You know, I know that's an emotional journey. Honestly, it's been healing. It's actually been probably some of the most healing work I've done. I know they say you gotta do the shadow work. You gotta go back into the memories and literally with the book, that's exactly what I forced myself to do was go back into all those memories and relive them and then write them and um, mourn them, grieve Mm -hmm. them. I never have. And so Mm -hmm. it's been a wild ride. It's been amazing. I would say the last six months of my life have been some of the most transformational out of the entire 38 years. So (laughs) I understand that completely. Yeah. So cool. I will definitely link your Instagram in the description so everyone can find you and follow you. Her Instagram account is one of my favorite. She's like, she puts the best content out there. Always makes me smile. So love what you do. And thank you so much, my friend, for joining me on the show today. (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please share it with a friend who may need the extra inspiration today. It lights me up to know this podcast is helping you. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and comment. Thanks for being here. I'll meet you back here on Sunday for another episode. Always remember to keep shining.